black and blue. Fight night. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. God versus man. Hi everybody and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. And I'm Steve <laughs> Shives. And this is a special show where we review a movie that's still in the theater. Isn't that awesome? We only uh, do it for really super special movies, right Steve? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what's this super special movie that we're doing this for? <laughs> Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice. That's the yeah. Me and Steve just went and saw it, and yeah. we're going to review it now because uh, I think mostly we owe it to the audience because we have referenced jokes to, in regards to this movie in, I don't know, nine different podcasts. Yeah. It has been the coming storm. <laughs> for those people who, who are j- just tuning in, for several podcasts, we have been alluding to the fact that while we anticipated that Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice would probably be a bad film, we were hoping against hope since we both have deep loves. I would say deep, unhealthy loves for the characters oh, yeah. that are going to be in the movie that that we were hoping that uh, a miracle would happen and angels from cinema heaven would come down and save this film from the monsters who were making it. <laughs> And now we're gonna, I don't want to give away the review too soon, um, but we are going to recap the plot, and then we're going to give our opinions of it. So, if you haven't seen Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, <clears throat> um, spoilers, right, Steve? Oh, yes. This will be spoiler-filled. Uh, and now, during our normal um, reviews, is when I tell you who made it. A bunch of fuckheads. A bunch of fuckheads who need to stay away from movies <laughs> a bunch, need to stay away. A bunch of people who seem to hate the characters they made the movie about. <laughs> Oh, no, they love one character in particular. Well, but, yeah, speaking of an unhealthy an, attachment, yeah. But another character who they don't know how to write for and quickly got rid of. Yeah. Um, they don't know anything about. And I have a very special, um, <clears throat> custom-made Jason Harding bullshit theory as to why <laughs> um, Zack Snyder does not like or understand Superman. But, um, yeah, uh, it was directed by Zack Snyder. It was written by uh, uh, David S. I don't know how to write for women. Goyer. Um, Guess what the S and, stands for. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's the other guy that wrote uh, it? Was There's it Chris Terrio? Uh, yeah, it was Chris Terrio, and he's also done uh, something. I don't know. And it stars that guy, Henry Cavill, as, as, as unrealized potential. <laughs> <laughs> as dude who could be an awesome Superman if someone would give him a goddamn script. Yeah. Um, also, a- Amy, is it Amy Adams? Yes, Amy it is. Adams. Yes, it is. As, as everyone's favorite thing to save and um and of course ben affleck as 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 batman but who spends most of the time as bruce wayne (laughs) if you guys are looking for tons and tons of batman action oh you get some but for the most part it's just bruce wayne bruce wayne it up all over the place and also they're not paying they're not paying him to hide that face under a mask you know what i'm saying (laughs) who else is in it who plays alfred again jeremy irons oh yes jeremy irons yes (laughs) I'm getting paid to be in this movie for approximately ten minutes and sit in a chair. He he gets the role of paying lip service to issues the movie doesn't actually give a shit about. He gets the role of should be Alfred in a different movie. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. he's uh, there are good things in this movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you people. There's little spots of gold hidden amongst all amongst all this barf. I mean, I'm uh, giving away the review again. <laughs> I guess calling all of the people fuckwads who made it. <laughs> that was suggestive. It, yeah, but... that was a little suggestive. <laughs> who 
else is in this? Hey, Aquaman. Aquaman's in it in a YouTube video. Yeah, and and um, I think the guy who plays Cyborg is in it in a YouTube video. Yeah, he's and, hard to see. Yeah, and also uh, some videotape of a, a guy at a convenience store who I think is the Flash. Apparently. Uh... <laughs> And and Wonder Woman, you can't forget yeah. Wonder Woman, and and, and Morpheus as yes, Perry White, Perry White Morpheus, and oh, yeah. and uh, who Wonder who Wonder can forget the yet another timeless performance to add to a whole series of great performances in cinema history as Lex Luthor, Je- I don't Jesse Eisenberg. Talk about Lex Luthor at all in the podcast? Is oh, that possible we, to recap oh, the plot without to, mentioning him at all? We're gonna have to get to it at some point, though. Uh, okay, so. Um, as we speak right now, the current rating for this movie is not good. <laughs> no. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is at 30% and dropping. <laughs> it's more and more reviews. I mean, when it first opened, it was like, I think at 38. Now it's yeah. at 30. Audience likes was at 81, and now it's down to 70 or something like that. That's continuing. Yeah, both ratings drop. have dropped. The more people have seen the movie, <laughs> the yeah. more the ratings have dropped. That is not a good well, sign. Well, it's, it's one of the things is that a lot of people pre-reviewed the movie, I guess, and said, this is going to be awesome. And then I guess they got so angry, they went back and changed their rating. <laughs> I'm changing my review. Um, and uh, DC, this is this is their their tent pole film, right? The, the pole that holds up the D, big DC tent. Lots and lots and lots of movies are riding on the success of this film. Yes, uh, they spent a uh, half a billion dollars on it. I think that's including advertising. I, I'm not sure. Oh Christ, I hope so. Yeah, you know, lots of product placement to help out with the budget, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, needless to say, they really had they really needed need this to be a hit and to make make its money back we, the jury's still out we can't say whether or not that's going to happen we're kind of out of our element folks we're used to, we're usually doing the proven properties that are proven to be bad or, or good and if we re-review them this is this is new for us well we didn't want to wait 10 years to do a, a, a regular episode that obscure movie that tanked at the box yeah. office or <laughs> either that or the movie that killed the superhero franchise that's not there's no way this that's this no. movie is doing that no, i know because because there's a Marvel movie coming out in a month that's going to be that's going to okay. make everybody forget about it. All right, you ready? Yeah, to let's, do the plot let's, I guess. for Batman v Superman: Death of a Franchise. Uh, yes. Okay. So yeah. the movie opens appropriately enough with a funeral. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that is more appropriate than it probably realizes. Hey, here's a fun question: Go up to anybody in the United States—I won't say anywhere in the world, but maybe in the world at this point, in the industrialized world—and say, "Hey, do you know why Batman's Batman?" And they'll be able to give you a detailed, a detailed description of why Batman does what he does. But the filmmakers need for us to know again. Yeah. Yep. Why? Batman is the way it is because I guess every director needs to have some cinematic version of uh, how Bruce Wayne's parents died. So the beginning of the movie is the burial of uh, Martha and um, Thomas John Wayne. John Wayne, <laughs> you buck up, little pilgrim, and if I die, become a Batman. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, anyway, it intercuts between the burial and and little Brucey Wayne running off into the woods because he's upset. And um, then it cuts back to the theater where they get done get shotted. Mm-mm-mm. And um, Zack Snyder once again lifts framing from comic books because I don't know if he knows how to make a movie if he doesn't have a comic book in front of him. Or, yeah, or as Zack Snyder <laughs> calls it, uh, the, the drawing uh, inspiration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Storyboards. <laughs> they're not comics. They're storyboards to Zack. Right. Right. 
right. I forgot it. I'm sorry. Um, but then guess what? Blammo, blammo. The parents are dead. And then uh, Bruce falls into a hole, which we've seen before. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of this we've seen before. Everything that we see in this opening bit we've seen before until... <laughs> He falls into a cave. He looks up. He sees a bunch of bats. The eyes glow. The bats come out. They start flying around him. Seen that before? We've seen that in, in like two other movies, right? Yeah. And and the, but then <laughs> the bats start lifting little Bruce up off the ground, and he starts floating up in the air like he's flying. What a twist! What a twist! It was at this point that I went, "Oh no, DC!" Because die, I, I, and Steve and I discussed this earlier. I saw this in a theater full of diehard DC fans who've been waiting for this movie and. We're seeing it on opening day, <clears throat> dressed with their DC t-shirts and everything. It was not a full house, not even, a, a, like I said, I told Steve, about an eighth of a house. When this scene happened, and he started floating up in the air, and the musical store scores started to get really big, and you start realizing that more than likely David S. Goyer and Zack Snyder are masturbating yeah. to this sequence over and over again, because they revere Batman, or their version of Batman, like a god. <laughs> <laughs> people in the audience, people wearing Batman t-shirts, people wearing Superman t-shirts started to giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good sign. And so did I, because it was about this time that I realized, I mean, of course I realized once his feet lifted off the air and he started to float up and, and you hear an adult Bruce Wayne start to narrate crap that, um, oh, it's probably a dream sequence. Right, Steve? That's what it was? I guess. Yeah. It could have been. Maybe it wasn't, because we don't see anyone wake up from the dream sequence. Ba- we cut. Ba- <laughs> Batman is a vivid dreamer in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, nearly a quarter of this movie is dream sequence, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't know because um, we have to assume it's a dream sequence and not something that actually happened. We don't think that Bats lifted lifted young Bruce Wayne out of that cave. No. Why would Bats do that? I don't know. Why Why would people I was, make yeah. this movie? The people, the, you know what? The people in the movie Those don't... Those are questions for the ages, Steve. <laughs> My head hurts too much to answer them. The people in the movie don't behave like people, so why should the bats behave like bats? <laughs> so then we hard cut, because uh, editing? Well, yeah, we saw a manual or something. We're, we hard cut to uh, Metropolis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Metropolis. And uh, a title card. Yeah. That says Metropolis, what, 20 years later, 30 years late, something like that? Yeah. The introduction of Superman. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, it's a little on the We're nose. too dumb. We're dumb. <laughs> We're dumb. Don't you understand, Steve? We're too stupid to remember a movie from three years ago. <laughs> Who do we meet, Steve? We meet, uh, well, we meet grown-up Bruce Wayne, mm. and he's in a hurry because apparently one of his buildings is in the area that Superman is helping to destroy. Yeah, if you guys saw mm. Man of Steel, remember that the whole sequence where most of Metropolis gets flattened and buildings are falling over and Superman's fighting General Zod all over the place and there's wanton destruction and millions of people are probably dying? We get to revisit that. <laughs> yep. Zack Snyder, the director who says, you know what? Since I ended my last movie on a 9-11 reenactment, why don't I open the next one with it? <laughs> But, but uh, Bruce Wayne is running out of his helicopter, and he's like, what uh, the stuff? I gotta get to my building. I'm gonna call people inside of it, right? Yeah, and get out of the building. And he's driving, and he's driving his Jeep brand <laughs> vehicle. 
<laughs> which, by the way, when I saw this, I don't know if you saw this. There was a commercial yeah. right before this movie came out, which showed us the scenes that we are about to watch. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly the same as in the movie. It was the same goddamn scenes yeah. of Bruce Wayne driving the Jeep around, except it was a Jeep commercial. No more than 10 minutes later, we're watching the same goddamn scenes. So the commercials started ruining this movie. Not just their <laughs> whole, hey, look at these pictures of this shit. And, oh, here's a, here's a trailer that basically beat for beat lays out the entire movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> they had to ruin even more of it right before we watched the movie. Um, so he's driving around, and he's all concerned-faced, and he calls some old guy in his building. And the people are in the building just watching the destruction going on. <laughs> there is a giant Kryptonian mass engine destroying stuff, and they're just standing there going, I wonder if we can get out of the building. <laughs> get out of the building, genius. Yes, I'm telling you like, to get okay. out. The guy literally says, okay, the boss says to leave, so we'll leave. And it's like, are you guys shackled to the desks? Like, What's going on? Like, they were all waiting. Like, is Bruce Wayne going to call? Is he going to tell us we can go? Can we have the rest of the day off? What are we supposed to do? <laughs> So, um, he drives through all this destruction, and you know what? That's actually a fairly decent scene. Yeah, it's one of the that better parts something... of the movie, because it's like, oh my god, he actually acts like he cares about what happens to other people. Well, yeah, How that, unusual. And, and it was interesting to see that destruction from a ground's a, yeah. a ground eye view, and um, it reminded me a lot of Cloverfield, actually, um, where your perspective is shifted to people on the ground mm -hmm. rather than what's going up, up above. Yeah. Um, uh, but he gets there too late, huh, Steve? Yeah, the building Really wasn't sure down. what he was gonna do. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne and the power of my will will keep yeah. the building up. I don't know what he was planning on doing. I, I'm finally here in the building. Now it can collapse on exactly. me. I'm going to embrace sweet death. He was, finally. He was thinking with his heart, not with his head. Which also begs the question, Steve and I, everyone on planet Earth knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Why is he there as Bruce Wayne? <laughs> In the fiction they establish for this film, <laughs> Metropolis and, and Gotham City share a harbor. Yeah. They share the same bay. They're across the bay from one another. <laughs> you can take a ferry back and forth, okay? But Bruce Wayne sees a bunch of rompy stompy going on in Metropolis, and he doesn't go, well, I better put on my bat suit and get my bat jet and get over there and see if I can help. Nope. No, he goes, I'm going to take my helicopter and then drive through the streets in a vulnerable car rather than what turns out to be a nearly indestructible Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets there after yeah. the buildings collapse, right? Yeah, and he finds the guy with the... He finds a guy, yeah. The, the beam falling across his legs. Yeah, and he's like, an employee Owie. of his, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the little girl. Oh, yeah. Now, now, explain this to me. There's destruction all over the place, collapse building, everything, right? And smoke parts, and there's this little girl. Is she holding a teddy bear? I think so. Okay. A little girl holding a teddy bear in the financial district <laughs> for some reason. It, I, I'm not quite sure why. God, it, it, I don't know how the building didn't collapse on her, but she seems perfect. Fine. Well, and you know, fucking General Zod, he had to choose to attack on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. I mean, what a bastard. <laughs> anyway, he, he he saves her from being crushed, and then he's like, where are your parents? She points up to the destroyed building, and he's like, oh, I'm angry now. Whoops, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm Batman, and I'm ruled by my emotions, right? Yeah. That's what Batman's known for, is not thinking and just going on emotions. And he, you can tell, you can tell that he's thinking, I'm gonna do me some kill in a year yeah. and a half. Mm -mm. Oh, that's right. Yep. And by the way, Metropolis bounces back quick, don't it? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> as if nothing that happened in that destruction even mattered. Hey, remember that huge flat crater in the middle of Metropolis? It's gone. gone. 18 months later, gone. And you know what? They replaced it with a statue of Superman. Oh, did they? Yeah, because oh. fuck all those dead people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Their names were on the placards, oh, right? Yeah, you're right. They, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But apparently, now I can't remember because we've only seen this the one time, but is this when we hard cut to um, uh, Lois Lane combat reporter? Yes, it is. Oh, goody. Yes, it is. So we cut hard cut and Lois Lane and this other guy are going into Africa to uh, interview a terrorist dude. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, now, <laughs> this is one of the times where I got confused, Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh? What year is it again? I guess 2016. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. And she's there with a, a photographer mm-hmm. and uh, the guy uh, grabs the photographer's camera and opens it up to expose what? Film. Film! Which apparently... Film! Which is <laughs> which is already so archaic that they even give the guy a line where he basically says, you're exposing my film because there yeah. probably are people in the audience who wouldn't know what the fuck that was. And I don't even know why it's in there. Me neither. When you could have easily gone, okay, give me the SIM card. Give me the, give me, give me the SD card out of your camera. Yeah. Because no one uses film. In fact, it probably confused more than half the... What, what, what is that? <laughs> or he could have just taken the camera and smashed it into pieces because the whole reason he takes the camera in the first place is, is so find, he, yeah. Yeah, he can discover this little tracking device that's in it because it turns out the photographer is like a CIA guy. Yeah, uh-oh. And then they kill him. Yeah, and then they ki- they murder him. Yeah, they murder him. And, yeah. and there are a whole bunch of other black ops guys mixed in with the terrorists and they take Lois Lane into a back room and they're like, oh, you're gonna get it, Lois Lane. How dare you spy on us? Ooh. But then, then uh, another confusing thing happens where the, these black ops guys all of a sudden start start shooting all the terrorist guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then they drive away on motorcycles. Yeah, they do. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what just happened. Uh, a bunch of people got murdered, and then oh, yeah, yeah. and then Superman showed up. Oh, right, because he has this sense that he knows when Lois Lane is in trouble. Mm-hmm. But only like when, when Lois is in trouble. someone grabs her and points a gun at her head, that's when he knows, uh-oh, my Lois sense is tingling. And he kind of flies down, and he stops the bad guy. He probably and... he probably kills him by smashing him through three or four walls. Oh, yeah, yeah, and hitting him at, at I don't know, 90 miles an hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's her hero. Um, but, he, but he saves her her and that scene is over yep Hard cut to what do we cut to next? Oh shit! What do we cut to next? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> so okay, the first hour and a half of this movie is a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. It's just yeah, it's just um stuff <laughs> that happens. It's scenes justifying scenes, I guess, but there's no character development. I mean, we see that Bruce has nightmares. Does he have another nightmare after that? Uh, I don't think right after that. No, don't we get? Isn't it around? Okay, here let's when... cover. Let's just get him out of the way and let's cover the the, the three nightmares that uh, he has. Yeah, it, yeah. I the guess. first one we already covered, which was the the burial and then getting lifted up by bats. We're assuming that's a dream. The second one, he's delivering flowers to his dad's grave, and then black goop starts coming out of the mausoleum yeah. where his dad is, and then that breaks open and there's bats in it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the third one, he conveniently dreams a setup to future films. Yeah, <laughs> and and a new costume that I'm sure the, the toy makers would love. Uh, oh, yeah, desert fatigue Batman. Oh, and, and don't forget, he also dreams that he murders people with guns. Yeah, he murders He murders people lots with of people guns. with guns, but it's okay because yeah. it's a dream sequence. Also, he, he dreams um, imagery from um, the planet Apocalypse. Yeah, which 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 he couldn't possibly have ever seen. No, or know anything about. And he also dreams up uh, parademons mm-hmm. from the planet Apocalypse, which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense, including the fire pits that are apparently on Earth, and a whole bunch of other stuff. 
that that was neat, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was completely <laughs> pointless and basically mm-hmm. brought the narrative of this film to a screeching halt. But hey, it's foreshadowing for another movie, so it definitely got to be right. in there. Okay, so we got another thing where uh, uh, Lois Lane comes home and takes a bath for just to dick tease the 13 year olds out there. Yep. yep, 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 yep. And to remind us that Superman is a selfish dick who only helps people who he personally cares about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, he helps people generally. Yeah, kind of. Maybe once or twice. We meet a whole bunch of people who've got a problem with Superman saving people because of destruction and he's too powerful. And we've got a senator who wants to have hearings or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Don't get too <laughs> then, attached to her. No. And uh, we meet... I don't want to say it. You have to. I don't want to. He's an important part of the movie. Well, he's a part of the movie. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a part of the movie. We meet Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. In name so they name. say. We meet Le- <laughs> Remember when Godzilla came out with the American Godzilla and everyone started calling him Gino which meant Godzilla in name yeah. only <laughs> that's what this is this is Lino <laughs> this is Lino Lex in name only he's he's basically a collection of neuroses and eccentricities <laughs> and super villain cliches stolen from other better villains yeah. they're like why create a character when we can just give him a bunch of ticks <laughs> yeah, let's give him a bunch of nervous, weird ticks and lines that aren't funny. And um, he's he he's a guy. Mm-hmm. He's not even portrayed as a genius, is he? I well, I mean, I guess he's the head of LexCorp, but it sounds like he got that from his dad. Yeah, he doesn't seem terribly smart. But then again, no. judging just by what we see in this movie, Superman doesn't seem terribly good, and yet lots of oh, people seem to think minute. he is. So. I forgot I was trying to think of the movie in logical progressive steps where, where things lead to other things and they, they kind of transition well. And I completely forgot that if I think that way, I'll lose track of the plot because that's not how this movie is edited. <laughs> I remember now what we hard cut to after he saves uh, Lois Lane. Oh, what's that? The Indian Ocean. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Because they find uh, kryptonite in the wreck of one yeah, of Zod's ships. Yeah, a big old hunk of kryptonite down where, yeah, where the other planet thing from the other movie was that got destroyed Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess superman just left all that technology just sitting around yep because that's a good idea. I mean, why bother it? It's just there. Nobody will fuck with it. It's fine. Then, then we cut to Lois and Superman being all Loisy and Superman-y. And then the, the Senate. And then Lex Luthor asking a senator, Hey, I want access to that ship. That, that alien ship. And the senator's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. For some reason. Yeah. And he's like, also, I want to fuck around with Zod's body. Okay. Another thing that apparently Superman just thought would be fine to leave around. Yeah, fuck it. And, and He's like, yeah, and now I'm going to force feed you candy. Jolly Rancher candy. A jolly, yeah. The Jolly Rancher Jerry. people cut a check just like the Jeep people. Uh-huh. I don't think they anticipated it being used quite like this. Uh, no, I don't see how they could have. <laughs> jolly Rancher candy to uncomfortably shove into people's mouths. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's he's doing that because... Uh, Lex is doing that because um, he, he wants access to all that stuff. Because um, he wants to do evil because, things for some reason. Because there were lines on the script that told him to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like Superman. Um, no, he doesn't. You know else who doesn't like Superman? Because this version of this character is stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that you're gonna say Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. he is. He's so goddamn stupid. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he ignores the fact that he's trying to save people. He ignores the fact that he's trying to do good. Uh, he only he fixates only on the fact that he is apparently invulnerable. And he has a line in there in there somewhere where he says, "If there's even a one percent chance that he could destroy stuff, he should be taken out." And I'm like, "You're going to spend all your time killing people." Because I'll tell you right now, there are other people on the planet where they have a much yeah. higher than 1% chance of causing destruction, Batman. Also, nice to see you, Vice President Cheney. <laughs> You're looking good. You've been working out. you got some hair. It's nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, for some reason... Oh, that's right. Batman is on the trail of the, what they call the White Portuguese. Yeah. Who, who Batman, being stupid, thinks is a man by the name of the White Portuguese. And he's following this thing around and um, he's going to track it down. Yeah. He knows something. He he happens to... He liberates people who were taken by a, a sex trafficking ring just by coincidence. Oh, that's right. Just by coincidence. Yeah, yeah. He didn't actually care about those people. They just happened to be mm-hmm. there while he was pursuing his lead because Batman doesn't save people because why would a hero save people? Yeah, exactly. Um, and by the way, our first, the first time we see Batman in this movie, he, he's hiding. He's he's hiding up in he's a corner. He's hiding up in a corner. Spread eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like your older brother trying to scare you at is night. It, shh, shh, it's Batman. Shh, don't, don't tell the police it's Batman. And this is where we start learning that this Batman's a little bit different than the other Batman yeah, that we know. A little bit. He he has kind of a thing for uh um um what is it? Cruelty. Yeah, he likes branding <laughs> his insignia onto people that he uh, subdues. And uh, what's revealed later is is that if the criminals go into prison with that brand on him, it's kind of like a death sentence because the other prisoners will kill him. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> moving Batman on. Batman has figured out that there's a connection between the white Portuguese and Lex Luthor, right? Yeah. And oh well, great. He's got an invitation to Lex Luthor's party. Yeah, because there's always a big a- party in these superhero movies, you know. Yeah, and guess who else is there? Clark Kent, mild-mannered yeah. reporter for the Daily Planet, a major metropolitan yeah. newspaper. And Bruce is going there so that he can sneak down and and install a thing. Yeah, because Lex because the, he needs to steal some encrypted data from Lex. And of course Lex, right. because Lex isn't too smart either, keeps all no. of his encrypted data at his house where he has yeah. parties. Yeah, this uh, barely functioning psychopath. <laughs> and I do mean he's barely functioning. He, he, he's supposed to give a speech during this party oh, in which God. he just basically breaks down and he's, it's like, what are you trying for, Jesse Eisenberg? It's like, this is- did they forget to just write him lines? <laughs> I think they forgot who Lex Luthor is supposed to be. It's like I think that's even better. It's, a, it's like the, the the script just trails off and it says nothing for three pages, guys. I'll just just you know just make something up. Yeah. So anyway, so Bruce has got to sneak around and he's got a little transmitter in his ear that Alfred is talking to him on, and of course Superman can hear that because he's got superhero. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Batman and Super uh, Batman Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne and Clark Kent Clark Kent meet each other and. Um, that's happens. And Lex Luthor comes in and, and interrupts them, and they have that. They they reenact the scene that they had in the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, there's another person there. Yeah, a woman. A woman. Yeah. yeah. And and later on, she takes that little doohickey that Bruce sticks on on Lex's computer, and she leaves. Yeah. And Bruce just watches her go. He's yeah. like, "Bye, lady, who stole my thing." <laughs> Bye, lady. Oh, lady. Uh. Okay, so uh, then we have a thing where Lex finds the dude that got his legs chopped, uh, broken in the thing. Yep, gives him a spiffy new wheelchair. Yeah, gives him a spiffy new wheelchair and I guess brainwashes him. Sure. <laughs> Something. And then Batman gets some hate mail. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh no, that's what it is. He, he uh, 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 the guy shows up with the senator yeah. on the TV, and um, Bruce Wayne is like, "Haven't we been sending that guy his checks?" And they show him all the checks, and they all have writings across it, like. Um, you're bad. Yeah, yeah. You're you're mean. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want your money. <laughs> you let my family die. Stuff like yeah. that. And well, because what's going on is the Senate is holding hearings on Superman, not because Superman right. wrecked Metropolis a year and a half ago, but because after Superman rescued Lois in Africa in that aforementioned yeah. scene, apparently after Superman, they think he killed him. Yeah, a yeah, bunch of people got killed, killed and uh, yeah. you know. Um, here's the thing. Uh, uh, apparently, they think that Superman flew down with his super strength and invulnerability and shot everybody. (laughs) (laughs) When everybody knows that's not Superman's style, Superman would have dropped a building on them. No, he just would have broken all their necks and then dropped a building on them. (laughs) And then pissed on them and then made out with Lois. But uh, apparently everyone has this kind of dumb disease where they just think, yeah, Superman. Sounds legit. (laughs) Meanwhile, super sleuth Lois Lane has found one of the bullets in her book and she sent that to the Pentagon and the Pentagon went, it's a bullet and we don't know who made it or where it's It's from. It's made a super secret metal. Yeah, it's H.I. Tech, though. (laughs) So she takes it to um, Guy from the other movie. He's now, it it was General Swan in Man of Steel. Yeah, General Swan. Now he's like the Secretary of Defense or something. Yeah, I thought he was in the, is he the Secretary? defense i thought he was like mr cia i thought now. they i didn't doesn't lois call him mr secretary when they first meet oh okay. when she goes into the boys Fine. room to accost him yeah and bother him about the bullet yeah. and he goes "Fine, i'll take the bullet and he takes the bullet and he comes back and he goes it's a bullet and then he's like oh yeah by the way we know that superman didn't shoot anybody because we're not stupid but we're not gonna say anything for reasons oh yeah that's right because what the current running thread through all all of this movie is that human beings are awful <laughs> And not worth saving. <laughs> um, oh, but we also get another scene where Batman shows up in his Batmobile and chases a bunch of crooks that's got a thing in the back of their truck. Yeah. And it's the same guy. Oh, it's the same guy with the Russian guy with the scar from in Africa. Yeah. Well, isn't it? It's because Batman, the white Portuguese turns out to be a ship. Yeah, he finds out that the white Portuguese is a ship, <laughs> and it's it. it oh, and it, it has the kryptonite from the yeah, Indian also Ocean. There's, yeah, and doesn't he doesn't he talk to the woman at the party and say, "Hey, oh yeah, he meets he, a woman." He finds at the her party somewhere else. Yeah, he, he at a different yeah. party, and she's like, "I just needed it because he had a picture and uh, of mine, and uh, I get here, I gave it back to you. It's in your, it's in the thing in your car. Goodbye." And she leaves. Yep. And then he takes that and he plugs that into his back computer, and the, and the back computer tells dumb old Batman. Hey, it's not. It's a ship, and uh, here's where you can find him. And um, oh yeah, here's that picture that she was looking at, and it's an old timey photograph that's dated 1918, and it has a woman, in it. <gasps> and she's just like Wonder Woman. That's weird. Hmm. I wonder if she's. Wonder I wonder woman. if that's going to turn out to be important. <laughs> I wonder if that's not a ham-fisted reference to the upcoming Wonder Woman movie. Hmm. Anyway, uh, then he uh, um, car murders a bunch of people. Oh boy, does he! With the ba- with the Batmobile with a machine gun. And, and I have to tell you, and again, another great sequence. Yeah. That Batmobile is indestructible. <laughs> And it's got lots of guns on it. And I didn't realize that you can just drag another car behind you like a fishing lure. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he he shoots a harpoon and gets one of the bad guy's cars, then he drags the car behind him. And I, for a long time, and I was thinking, is he just being sadistic at this point? Is he just dragging this car behind him for f- shits and giggles? Is he, or is there a payoff? There's kind of a payoff. He makes a turn and it flips up and crashes. Yeah, and kill, <laughs> kills car. more people. And and this Batmobile can tear through walls and other cars and everything like they're made out of tissue yeah. paper until it turns a corner and there's oh Batman, Superman's standing yeah. there. <laughs> Superman's just standing there. And here's the thing, right? Superman and Clark Kent have been really judgmental about Batman this whole time. Oh, like, yeah, they He's have. brutal, he's cruel, he takes the law into his own hands. And Superman, mm. when he when he has an opportunity to, to intervene and stop Batman from doing his cruel, sadistic, unjustified stuff, he decides, nah, I'm just going to stand here and wait for him to drive yeah. into me. Yeah, and he drives into him and he bounces off and then he tears the doors off the car. And Superman's like, you're all done. I think you're done now. You're, you're violent. You, you, you brand people. You're, you're kind of out of control, and it's not good. And what's Batman's response to accusations of being brutal and out of control? Do you bleed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, dumb Batman. <laughs> I'm gonna make you bleed, son. And he flies off. Yep. So, um, then we get a meeting between Lex Luthor and the senator. That is pointless. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Lex shows us a painting that he's very fond of. Yeah, that does doesn't foreshadow that, yeah. anything. No. Uh, and then, uh, well, and then, well, it's, then we we don't cut straight from there to the Senate hearing. Well, that, she mentions her her Grammy's peach tea oh, because yeah. that's super important. Because that turns out to be a pointless and plot point. Yeah, he babbles like a freaking lunatic, like some. Someone, it is impossible for me to think that a person who cannot complete a sentence without jittering, mumbling, or babbling incoherently is the CEO of a major corporation. And I need to remind the audience, we haven't seen him do anything other than this. No. and w- That's all he's and done. And we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. So... <laughs> So then they, we have the Senate hearing in which they say, Superman, come to the Senate so that we can talk to you about stuff. We're having a hearing. Wouldn't it be neat if you showed up? And the senator's there, and Mercy, who is uh, Lex Luthor's assistant, is there. Yeah. And no legs yeah. guy is there with his nifty Lex Luthor, completely not suspicious uh, wheelchair. Yep. yep. <laughs> and Superman shows up and he's like, hey, everybody, I'm here. And the senator sees on her, uh, and yes, everyone, you can say there is a fucking jar of piss in this goddamn yep. movie. <laughs> yep. She sees a jar of piss on her podium and she turns it and it says Grammy's peach tea. And she's like, "Uh oh, I'm worried for some reason." Can you tell uh, can I ask you a question, yeah, Steve? Yeah, please. Um Lex Luthor has made no overt threats to this nope. woman. It's not implied that he is evil to anybody. He just seems like a babbling weirdo, yep, right? Yeah. But she sees a jar of peach tea on her podium, and she starts getting worried. Why did she get worried, There's Steve? really no reason for her to get worried, unless she had uh, read, read the script. The script? <laughs> and, she's, and she noticed, oh, shit, this is my last scene. I don't have any lines after this. I wonder why that is. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. It says explosion, and then that's nothing. it. Yeah, so uh, the wheelchair guy's wheelchair blows up and blows up the entire room of people and kills everybody except Superman, who just stood there and did nothing. Nothing. (sighs) He looks upset. He does look upset, but you know. But kind of upset like someone just backed into my car upset. Yeah, like, (laughs) oh darn. 
But this pushes Bruce even further. He's like, I've got to take him down. I've got to kill him. And so um, he steals. Okay, so the smugglers were smuggling. It turns out <laughs> Alfred figures out what Batman's doing. He's looking for the white uh, Portuguese, not because it's related to any crime activity at all. He's doing it so that he can find what they're smuggling into uh, Metropolis or Gotham. Whichever or one. Yeah. And it's it's what? What are they smuggling? It's, it's, it's the kryptonite. It's the kryptonite yeah. that Lex... Uh, yeah, that was one that was one of the reasons why Lex had the first conversation with the senator was he wanted her to sort yeah. of grease the wheels and get that piece of kryptonite through customs so he could mm-hmm. you know fuck with it because Lex's people found out <coughs> that uh, the kryptonite um, is bad yeah. for Kryptonians mm-hmm. and uh, uh, anyway so he he's like Bruce you want to get this kryptonite to fight Superman but he's not your enemy and Batman's so dumb. <laughs> and easily manipulated that he's like no he's gotta be taken down a peg uh, other things that I said earlier that I'm basically the same note that I was almost an hour and a half ago <laughs> and Alfred's like whatever do what you want yeah keep drinking bottle upon bottle of wine <laughs> You drunk. Batman. Yeah, Batman. You know, the guy who needs to stay mentally focused in the comic nah, books. Fuck, fuck that. It. Have another drink. Yeah. When when you're when you're off hours not beating up people and <laughs> and branding them, you're you're fucking strangers and and drinking yep. a lot. <laughs> so uh, uh then we get Lex Luthor's boogity boogity plan in which he cuts off oh my god. He cuts off the fingerprints from Zod's body yep. with his his kryptonite scalpel. <laughs> I, I wish I was making that that's, up. That's what that's it is. That's a scene in the movie, ladies and gentlemen. And then he crazy glues them onto his own hands. Yep, he sure does. And he, he uses it on the alien Kryptonian ship to get inside of it. And, and I, I believe that qualifies as the cleverest thing he does in the entire movie. And that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much that's it. Pretty much it. everything else is kind of done for mm-hmm. him. Um, and it's not that clever considering, oh, uh, so Kryptonite, the, the Krypton people stopped with Palm identification on their ship. Yes. We're talking about people who have engineered animals to do tasks for them and have biological robots on board their ship. But in order to get in, override all the security protocols. Fingerprints. And, and become the command, be called the commander of the new ship. All you need are fingerprints. Yep. Interstellar travel and fingerprint identification. I'm relatively certain that floaty robot has AI. And when he got into the ship, it didn't go, oh, it's General Zod. You were condemned for war crimes. You are locked out of this ship. No, it didn't do that. In fact, he recognizes him as not being a human. (laughs) Anyways, he gets inside the ship and he's like, hey, look, a a bunch of goop. I wonder what will happen if I, I put General Zod's body in the goop. And mix it with some of my blood for some reason. Yeah. It'll do and, something. And the, sh- the ship goes, no. <laughs> That's bad. It'll be bad. It'll create an abomination. He's like, do it. And the ship's like, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. And it's at that point I realized, oh, shit. Superman better never get Lois Lane pregnant. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's... No, it's not going to be good. Because <laughs> something real bad will happen. Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So uh, it was nice to see Michael Shannon's uh, rubber body uh. um, all throughout the film. I hope he's getting paid for How that. I envied him. <laughs> So his rubber body gets uh, taken and put in the goop, and then he p- dribbles his own blood all over its face. 
says a bunch of more crazy shit, and then the machine uh, starts doing stuff, and we cut away from that because we're getting really close to the thing that everyone came to see, right? Yeah, the big the big fight. Yeah, because that's why we all came to see this movie, right? Was to watch Superman and Batman punch uh, each other. Yeah, I guess. Sure. So, uh, a few things have to happen before we can get to that, though, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the confrontation... Superman needs to talk... Oh, we forgot. Superman talked to his mom. Yeah, his horrible mother, who is the worst parent ever. <laughs> who says, hey, Superman, you don't have to help people if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, you don't want anybody in. That's okay. And, um, yeah, this was before the Senate meeting, right? Uh, yeah. And at what point does Superman have his own dream in... <laughs> Oh yeah, he, he hallucinates. He has a vivid hallucination of meeting his father, or a dream, in the or whatever. Himalayas, or in Alaska, or someplace <sighs> where his father relates a stupid story. Yeah, which I guess it's there. There's some kind of a point to it where he's like, you know, we saved our farm from flooding, but we there accidentally was only flooded the one other farm. Thing in that entire sequence, that meant anything. Do you know what that was? What was it? I miss you, Dad. That's it. I'm glad they remembered that. I don't think any. I, I don't think the writers put that in. I think someone else put that in then because it, it stuck out like a th- four fucking thumb should we show that he has some sort of emotional attachment to somebody <laughs> even if it's a dead person so uh when when bat when batman ran into superman literally with his car um superman said don't turn on the bat signal again because you won't like it bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> and so now uh, Batman has gotten the kryptonite and we know that because we have a scene where Lex comes into one of his buildings and there's bullet casings all over the ground and the thing that he was keeping the kryptonite in has been pried open. And Batman left a battery. Yeah, yeah Batman him. left a batarang in there to let everyone know that I broke into this place and stole yeah. everything. Because <laughs> I guess Batman is like the Riddler. He, <laughs> wants to, he wants to tip everybody off. It was me that stole the kryptonite, in case you're wondering. So he's taken this kryptonite and he's done a couple of things with him. He's turned uh, some of the kryptonite into gas grenades, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's taken the rest of it and turned it in into the Spear of Destiny. Yes. And <laughs> now he's all ready to go for the... He's Because he's got to he's gotta kill him. Yeah, and he, he, he made his uh, his Dark Knight Returns yeah. armor. Yeah, he made his... To he, put on. He read the Frank Miller comic book. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and he said, "I'm gonna have that." Yeah, and uh, then I'm gonna go, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering, "Well, Superman's never gonna get goaded into a fight. What's the point? He's not gonna go there and just beat up Batman for no reason." Oh, well, don't worry. Um, the, the screenwriters thought of something. Um, and that's where we actually get something that makes me hate this character. But I don't think they earned the hatred that I got because they did some really cheap <laughs> shit. First, they kidnap Lois Lane, right? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> and they kidnap Superman. Man's mom and um, uh, Lex Luthor and, and Lois Lane are up on the roof of Lex Corp, and Lex is like blobbity blobbity bloop, crazy crazy blobbity, and then he pushes her off the roof, and Superman saves her. And then Superman comes back up to the top of the building, and he's like, "You're done." And he's like, "No, I'm not. Look, I got pictures." And because this movie isn't hasn't reached the tastelessly dark yet. <laughs> Turns out Lex has kidnapped Superman's mom and um, took pictures of her, like, from a snuff film. Yep. Polaroids. Yeah, who's making that Polaroids. shit? Lex was saving it. <laughs> he saved himself a roll of Polaroid film. He said, I'm going to need this one of these days. And he's written witch on her forehead, which doesn't appear later on when we see uh, poor old Martha Kent while she's being no, held. But and he's counting. like, listen, you're going to go over to Gotham and you're going to fight Superman and you're going to bring me back his head or in an hour or I'm going to burn your mother alive. 
Yep. I'm done. Super Goodbye, says, Steve. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking oh, hey, finished. Hey. I'm done. I oh, oh okay, so Superman has to stop himself from turning this man into ash with his heat vision. <laughs> And now we we have the fight. Now I would like to hey, point. I, I, go, by go, the way, go. we we sh- we shouldn't gloss over it the way the screenplay does. Uh, Lex Luthor knows Superman's secret identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we how have did he no figure idea. that out? We, we, yeah, we're not told how he figures that out. No, um, and it's not even really treated as all that significant. No, nope. seems like that would be kind of a major plot point in a Superman movie yeah. when Superman's arch nemesis yeah. learns his secret identity. Yeah, but and whatever. then goes to prison because he doesn't die at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but there's a reason why no one cares, and we'll get to that because then you're gonna be so angry. You're going to want to throw whatever you're listening to this to across the room. <laughs> okay, so he sees Lois and he says, I got to go and try to convince him to help me. Him meaning Batman. Batman. And uh, he forgot that he's dealing with dumb old Batman that doesn't listen to reason or understand things. <laughs> <laughs> So he flies out there and he lands and he's and this is all the scenes we've seen of them get fighting and getting ready to fight. And he's like, Listen, I need your help, punch, punch, bang, punch. No, you don't understand. Oh, punch, punch, clang. No, really, I need to tell you this important thing. Uh kryptonite gas. Oh, oh, that hurts. Punching, more punch, punching, punch, 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 throw, punch, punch. But I've heard other critics and other people saying, Oh, this is the most amazing fight scene ever. It's a fight scene. Ha 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 ha, you people. It's a fight scene. It's not it's there's nothing super special about it. It's been shot at night so that they can have their cheap ass CGI look better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they love that fake rain. Oh boy, do they ever! Um, but anyway, punching, more punching, fighting, gas again. Um, that works and then doesn't work. Yeah, he get he Superman gets kryptonite gas. Yeah, he gets better. Mm-hmm. So Batman gasses him again, and that one I guess seems to take a little better. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, is that he never gets out instead of. Saying, listen, instead of staying in the air and saying, Batman, listen to me. We've been manipulated by Lex Luthor. He has my fucking mom and he just wants us to fight. I'm going to land now and let's talk this out. No, that doesn't happen. Nope. They've got to fight for 15 minutes because that's what mm-hmm. this whole movie was based on. Was a pointless fight between two heroes. Yeah. Well, ostensible heroes. Okay. Yeah. So eventually, uh, Batman gets the upper hand. He gets mm-hmm. the Spear of Destiny. He's going to plunge it in. <laughs> To Superman, and then Superman says, For no, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> For no goddamn reason. Hey, Steve, if you're on your back and mm-hmm. you need to tell the person that is about to kill you that you need him to save your mom, I yeah. need to save my mom, what would you say? I would say, Batman, you need to save my mom. Right. Would you use your mom's name? No, I would not. Why does Superman do that? Because it's a really uh, awful silly plot point <laughs> in a terrible script. Yeah. Okay, so here's what happens, right? Batman has been dead set on killing Superman the entire movie. He's like two seconds away from... From doing it. The reason he doesn't do it is because, holy shit, Superman's mom has the same name as my mom. That's right. Superman That's it. for no reason says you have to save Martha because it turns out that they both have the same name, yeah. which apparently is Batman's kryptonite. If you bring up his parents... <laughs> if you say his mom's name. <laughs> he has a fucking freak out and a personality change. Mm-hmm. A complete personality change, almost to the point in which he becomes the Batman that I know. <laughs> almost. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he... and, oh, and then Lois Lane arrives yeah, Lois right Lane at that shows moment. Up and and a... she's like, Martha's his mom. Yeah, and he's like, oh, fuck. Well, never mind. 
This completely changes everything. <laughs> no one with a mom named Martha could be that bad. Right. So then, um, oh, uh, while this is all going on, the ship, the alien ship, is having like an electrical freakout. And everyone's yeah. like, hey, look at that electrical freakout. Because the ship is still in the middle of Metropolis because oh, nobody's no smart in it. this movie. No one said, hey, <laughs> Superman, can you move this to a secure location away from a major urban center? And also, by the way, they built the memorial right next to the fucking right next ship. To the ship. <laughs> yep. Yep, because that's that's how that works. <laughs> so, so inside, uh, no, we, no. Superman goes. I'm gonna. I'll take care of the ship. I'll take care of the thing. The Krypton, Lex Luthor, all that stuff. And Batman says, "I'll take care of your mom." I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll go save <laughs> I'll, her. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, now, this is finally where we get to a point where Batman is doing Batman shit, and we are two hours into this movie where Batman even starts to approach being Batman that I know. <laughs> He's still a murderous fuck. Yeah, yeah. He- He's still, I mean, he doesn't shoot people, although he does shoot somebody with someone else's gun hands. Yeah. So again, I guess that's kind of, he, technically, he didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, technically, he didn't <laughs> shoot anybody. Technically, he didn't intentionally kill anybody. I'm perfectly fine with this version of Batman. I don't have a hard and fast rule that he cannot kill. These people are evil pukes, and he is, he is motivated to save, because he makes, he promises her that, what does he say? Nobody's mom is gonna die? Uh, he said, <laughs> Martha, he says Martha's not going to die Martha is not going to die tonight. Right. And he goes to the warehouse where they're keeping her. He beat Chopped Saki's everybody. He stabs somebody. Don't forget he stabs yeah, somebody. Yeah, he stabs them to the wall. I don't think he kills them. He stabs uh, them through the shoulder. He's, he's, he's a stabby guy. He's a stabby... He's stab man. Anyway, <laughs> he, he, he... But that fight sequence was well done. I could see what the... I could see f- for the most part. It was still relatively dark. <laughs> but he, he beats the shit out of all those people. He makes sure yeah. work out of them. Meanwhile, in typically in these movies the other two dorks in another room just listen to absolute mayhem coming from the other room and they stay there the guy just doesn't go okay screw this burns Martha alive and jumps out the window let's wait and see how this plays out yeah maybe it'll work out Meanwhile, in the other room, people are going, ah, Batman just broke my arm in five places and smashed my head into the ground. <laughs> Let's just wait. Nothing will kill him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe he won't come in here. I'm the last guy standing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, then, pretend to be surprised when Batman crashes through the door. Yeah, crashes through the wall and through grabs a guy, yeah. a la uh, Batman Year One, the comic book, yeah. and uh, gets in there, and he's like, I'll do it. I'll burn her. And Batman's like, I believe you. And then he shoots the guy, the tank, on the because he was going to do it with a flamethrower. Yeah. Because, you know, only the best for Martha. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Screw gasoline and matches. He's doing it uh, with a flamethrower. Flamethrower all the way. And that thing blows up, but Batman's fireproof and he jumps over uh, uh, Martha and saves her and then the only decent line in the film is said by Martha yes. Kent two over two hours into the movie there's finally <laughs> the movie a joke is almost done and there's finally a joke that works um, oh but uh, bad things have happened Superman's gone back to the ship and he's gotten in there and there's a great big old gross egg <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's about to give birth. It's about to give birth. Lex Luthor is like still giggly and weird, and he's like, "It takes if God won't kill things, man, and other stuff." And oh, look, we got a <laughs> look what's coming out of the egg. It's it's one of them leftover trolls from the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And this big old gross, goopy-looking thing made out of some of the worst pixels ever comes slurping out and um, is screaming and yelling. And Lex is happy for some reason. He thinks this is a good thing. Can you tell me why he thinks this? Because he thinks it's going to kill him, right? I guess, yeah. He he throws some line out there about how, like, the thing is genetically predisposed to kill Superman or something. I don't know how that's supposed to work. I don't know either. But, yeah. Anyway, we get some, we get some, I, some, the only closest thing we have to any motivation, and it's absolutely frustrating, is that he mentions that his father drank and hit him. Yeah. So the only motivation, clear motivation we're given as to why Lex is the way he is, is because he is a survivor of child abuse. (sighs) Yeah. So. So there's that. Can we end there? (laughs) No, no, there are yet more repugnant things to oh, happen. Oh, right, right. Anyway, so Superman wised up from the last movie, and he's like, fuck this, I'm taking this guy to space. Yeah. <laughs> so at least he does have some minimal capacity to learn. Right, so he takes... Uh, okay, by the way, this creature that comes out, much to the uh, horror of comic book fans, is Doomsday. Mm-hmm. We know that because uh, Lex Luthor says that out loud. Yep. He says, it's Doomsday. <laughs> Get it from the comic? And he, you know what he actually kind of looks like? Have you heard of this movie called The Incredible Bulk? <laughs> no. It is a cheap, super cheap, made for like a thousand dollars ripoff of The Incredible Hulk, in which the main monster is this lumpy purple thing. They're very similar <laughs> in design. I can imagine. I can imagine. Anyway, so Superman's taking him up into space, and the military people who have seen this creature are like, "Hey, he's taking it up into space. Let's nuke him. Both of them? Sure. Fuck it. Haven't we established that human beings?" are awful and we don't think and we're not worth saving yep okay so the president says yeah go ahead we don't need superman (laughs) he's probably the only thing that could kill this thing nuke it yeah so they launch a nuke and uh superman sees the nuke here's one of the things about it superman sees the nuke and he lets the nuke hit him i wasn't that was the most surprising thing in the movie was superman doing something sacrificial yeah you're right superman by this point superman wants this movie to be over as much as we do (laughs) he's like let this be it please and so um, the big lumpy doomsday monster uh, falls back to Earth, and they're yep. like, okay, we got it. He, the, the target number one fell down. Where's target number two? Well, I don't know. Which one was target number two? Superman. So we killed Superman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, target <laughs> number job. one, the big monster, that's still moving around. <laughs> yeah, we didn't seem to do anything to it at all. <laughs> Great. So uh, the only thing that we had that could fight big goopy monster is, is, is dead now? Pretty much. Remember what we said. We're worthless. We're not not worth dying for. <laughs> Luckily, up there in space, uh, Superman is is rejuvenated from the no. nuclear blast. Um, well, first, we see that mystery woman, who's probably oh. Wonder Woman, get yeah. on a plane, and she's like, uh-oh, spaghetti goes. There's a monster. I'll leave this plane now. <laughs> I'm gonna go do something. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna go do something. I've had five lines. Why not? <laughs> So, now Rompy Stompy Monster is Rompy Stompying all over the place. Uh, then the sun comes up and heals yeah. Superman. Who... The only rays of sunshine in the entire movie. Yeah, because somehow the nuclear bomb shrank him. Yeah, it zombie-fied him or something. Actually, it's another pull from the <laughs> yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, exactly. It's another reference from the, Dark Knight, from the Dark Knight Returns, except in that movie, Superman pulled solar energy, like, from plants. From a flower, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of poetic. Yeah, but the hell with that. <laughs> 
anyway, he gets all better and he flies down and uh, he meets up with Batman and he's all like, hey, I, I don't, I can't kill it. Oh yeah, and by the way, uh, Doomsday is kind of like a great big fireworks monster. Yeah. Because every time he gets really upset, he just explodes. Ex- he just explodes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, we're, we're told through a, a ham-fisted narrative technique of having people on TV tell us that, oh, don't worry, the part of town that they're in where they're fighting is has been evacuated. So yeah. nobody's, Ooh. yeah, oh, thank goodness. They didn't uh-huh. have to actually. I was they worried. <laughs> they didn't have to actually write a story where yeah. protecting people oh, was part of what they, the heroes did. When they're at the docks, that was also abandoned, too. Yeah, so abandoned. Yeah, the docks yeah. are abandoned. So yeah. I love how that's Zack Snyder's elegant solution. Yeah. Oh, there's just no people around, so yeah. don't worry about it. Okay. So uh, uh, Superman's like, we can't defeat him. I don't know how to beat him. And Batman's like, oh, darn it. I just, I had a thing. I had that Spear of Destiny that I was going to kill you with five minutes ago. And now we're best buds now. We're best buds now. <laughs> If only we knew where it was. And Lois Lane is there for some reason because she told Perry White, hey, I'm t- taking the helicopter. And Perry White's like, sure. Go why ahead. not? Who cares? I, I, I alluded to the fact that the newspaper industry is dying earlier in a previous scene yeah. that Jason and Steve didn't bother to cover because my scenes are import- unimportant. <laughs> I really only appear on this set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, sure, Lois, take a helicopter. Who cares? Yeah, bye. So she flies out there um, and that's when she intervened with the whole thing. And yeah. after that fight she took the spear of destiny and she dumped it in a pool of water yeah. for some reason because she says we won't need this anymore yeah and she's like oh no i know where it is i'll go get it and then she goes down into the water and then because of the fight with doomsday the building collapses on top of her and she gets trapped um and then because of lois sense superman yeah. <laughs> superman notices that lois is drowning and he saves her again what is that three at yeah. this point yeah and oh but uh something else happened before that right oh yeah yeah, right. Because uh, that the 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 uh, mysterious lady who got off the airplane, yeah, uh, showed up at, to join was... the fight against Doomsday, and it yeah. turns out, like, I mean, I can't be sure because we never name her, but yeah, I think she might be Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. She's got a sword. Yeah, she's got a, a, a shield, mm-hmm. and she's got a brand new soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole different, a whole new theme. <laughs> And she starts uh, kicking butt on the monster, or at least trying to. Yeah, she slices it with her sword. And yeah. She's just going to town on it. Yeah. She's being all Zeta on that bitch. Fuck yeah. Anyway, um, so then Superman goes, I gotta get the Spear of Destiny out of that pool. And in the meantime, uh, Z- I think uh, the writer and Zack Snyder realized, oh, um, we love Batman, but what the hell can Batman do against Doomsday? I guess we'll just forget that he exists for a little while. Yeah, Batman just kind of hangs back and smokes a cigarette. No, I mean, he tries to avoid any blasts or anything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... I mean, Wonder Woman's doing the, the lion's share of the fighting at this point. Superman goes down and gets the Spear of Destiny, which is roll super bad. And doesn't he almost... Not, who gets him out of the water? Lois. Does Lois get him out Yeah, of Lois pulls him out of the water, yeah. Because Batman and Wonder Woman are over there with Doomsday. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, she throws the spear away again. <laughs> And Superman's like, no, that's what we need. Why do you yeah, keep throwing we it away? Need that. Okay, um, as soon as I get my strength back, I'm gonna go get Batman and uh, or or Wonder Woman, and I'm gonna give them the spear, and they're gonna kill Doomsday. What? No, because that's a good plan, right? That's a really great plan because I can't hold the spear because it's kryptonite; and it hurts me. But I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman could hold the spear. In fact, Wonder Woman's right up there next to Doomsday. Yeah, she's, Wonder she's Woman just chopped off one of Doomsday's arms, and now it's growing back, and it's got spiky bits coming out of it. That's right, Wonder Woman 
Catwoman could take that kryptonite spear and just stab Doomsday right in his bony she could eye. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what the yeah. What the hell does she care? <laughs> but Superman's like, no, I gotta take the spear. And I guess because Lois is clairvoyant, she's like, no, oh no, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, audience, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. Something really stupid bad is going to happen. So Superman grabs the spear and he yells and he flies to the air and he stabs it into Doomsday's chest. And uh, then, oh, and, and Wonder Woman's got her lasso out. Yeah. And she's holding him down. And very briefly, and, and oh, and Batman just shot one of his last kryptonite gas grenade at him. Yeah. To weaken him up a little bit. And for a brief second, like maybe three and a half seconds, I was actually seeing Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman doing something. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zack Snyder went, oh yeah, this is my movie, and he has Doomsday stab <laughs> Superman through the fucking heart. Yep. Ha ha. <laughs> ha ha, audience. Okay, um, so then he uh, shoves, with his last bit of strength, he shoves the spear all the way into Doomsday, and he explodes, mm-hmm. and uh, Superman is dead. He sure is. And Batman's like, he was my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman's yeah. like, you guys you guys were friendly for like ten minutes. How are you how <laughs> You spent the last what? two years of your life plotting to kill him. Obsessing about killing him <laughs> and now you're besties? He's my best friend and you're my girlfriend. No oh, I'm not Okay. <laughs> <sighs> I wonder if I can cash in that ticket and get another plane. That's gonna try that. <sighs> So yeah, they they killed Superman, and there's a couple of funerals mm-hmm. because there are other comic books that Zack Snyder needs to steal from. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. He's already stolen from what eight at this yeah. point? <laughs> because we forgot one other thing. We forgot one really important thing. I don't think we covered it, Steve. What did we forget? Well, Batman wakes up from a dream. Oh, and the he's one in, and the he's one where he dream. sees the parademon. Parad- no, he's not. <laughs> and what does he see, Steve? Just out of fucking nowhere, what does he see? What it's it's yeah. There, there's some. It's like somebody. Uh... It's like a weird portal thing yeah it's a portal and 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 somebody's saying uh you were you were right about him right yeah you were right about him you were right um i'm the flash <laughs> yeah you won't I, know that and it won't be really I'm running so fast that i broke out of a movie we might make in a couple of years into this movie <laughs> <sighs> yep Oh, I'm too early. He literally says, I'm too early. I'm too early. Yeah, and, and he's right. He, <laughs> then he disappears, and no one mentions that ever again, Uh-oh. right? Nope, and certainly not Batman. Right. So now, out of nowhere, everyone's sad that Batman's dead. Before, Sup- we've seen plenty of people protesting. Not Batman, I'm sorry. Superman. That Superman's dead. What's the that, difference? <laughs> there's plenty. Of, there have been plenty of people everywhere Superman goes, there have been protesters saying things like, super death. There's a sign that says super death. I mean, they're not the cleverest people in the world. Earth is for humans. The legless guy, um, he gets arrested because he sprays uh, false god on the big statue of Superman. Um, There's been just anti-Superman bullshit all over the place. And now that he's dead, the U.S. government has a great big old funeral for him. (laughs) Everybody's real upset. Everyone's real real upset. They shoot off cannons and shit. They shoot off cannons. And I have to remind myself, this is someone who they're honoring, whose existence they've known about for 18 months. Yep, yep. 18 months. And he's getting a state funeral. 
With the Superman logo on his coffin and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that coffin's empty, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, because there's also a funeral in There's an uh, Amish Smallville. funeral in Smallville. <laughs> For Clark, because it's also, it's publicly known that Clark Kent was also okay. killed. why is it a horse-drawn cart that's taking him out to the cemetery in Smallville? I don't have the first fucking clue. Because uh, all of a sudden, we're in the sequel to, um, oh no, I can't remember the name of the movie that I'm referencing. <laughs> you know why it is? It's because, uh... <laughs> I'm, Witness. I'm pre- We're in yeah, the sequel yeah. to Witness. I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder thinks Kansas is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Anyways, so they're having a funeral there, and uh, Martha Kent's upset, and everyone's there, and all standing off to the side is Batman. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. And he's like, uh, oh, he was my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad now. And Wonder Woman's there, too. And Batman's like, we, we're going to have to find other people like us, and they're going to have to fight, too. And Wonder Woman asks a perfectly logical question. She's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Batman's like, I just because. Because Batman should have said, because I've had a series of nightmares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I had some bad dreams that I'm pretty sure were foreshadowing. And it's almost the end, right? We're oh. still going. The movie's still going, right? It, you know, you might think that would be the end. Uh-uh. But no. No, it, it's not. We have to see Lex Luthor, who has been arrested on, mm-hmm. I'm sure, a bunch of charges. Yeah. Uh, and he's in prison, and they shave his head, because Lex Luthor has a bald head, you know. Yeah, so. and he's got to get it somehow. Yep. And Batman comes to see him in prison for some reason. Does he? Or was that a hallucination? That was an actual thing that happened? I think it was an actual thing that happened, yeah. Right, and Batman shows up, and he punches the wall, and he says, "What does he say?" I don't remember what he says. Oh, he Something. tells he tell he get, he makes an ominous threat to Lex of like, "Wherever you go, I'll be watching you," which seems kind of a foolish yeah. thing to say to a dude who's in every, prison. No, I think he literally says, "Every move you make, every step you take, yeah, I'll be watching you." And Sting I love is the like, police. What the fuck? <laughs> And he breaks out his bat brand, which he then doesn't brand him with. He Mm -hmm. punches the wall. But he just wants to remind us that he's got it. Yeah. And Lex Luthor wants to foreshadow other things that might happen. Where he's like, you think this, bad things are coming. Dark side, for one. Uh, And maybe the Injustice uh, series from the comic books. We've referenced that, too. So there's lots of things we've referenced that might be popping up. Depends on how polling goes. Yeah, we'll see what the focus groups have to If we say. don't make our money back from this, well, God knows who we're going to fight up against. <laughs> At least this wasn't Green Lantern. Yeah. That, <laughs> Come on, folks. Could have been a lot worse, huh? And then we, we pan... Oh, here's a weird thing that happens, because they, they play around with time at this ending scene, too. Yeah, because apparently Batman's interlude with Lex was before... I think. The, yeah. Or after. Or we after. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Certainly not the filmmakers. We don't know when it happened because they interject these scenes during the funeral and then we cut back to the grave. Yeah, and it's like, oh, did Bruce Wayne just travel to prison and turn into Batman and talk to Lex and then come back to Kansas real fast? (laughs) Oh, and we also cut to Lex Luthor's uh, house in which we pan to the painting that Mm -hmm. we saw before. Yeah. And then we cut, and I swear to God, this last cut back to the the cemetery, I was like, movie, you must end! (laughs) (laughs) Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> and uh, Lois drops a handful of dirt onto the coffin, right? Yeah. And then we're on the coffin, and then um, some of the dirt starts to hover. Yeah. Cut to credits. That's it. That's the end of the movie. And did I mention before that two nerds sitting behind me, the one turned to the other and said, well, that was okay. <laughs> yeah. 
That's the ringing endorsement you want from your <laughs> devoted fan base. From the most devoted fan base. The only ones that are going to turn up to see the movie. Yeah. Okay, the end. The end. Uh-huh. The end of movies. The end. Yep. The end of my reviewing career. The end the of end. everything. Steve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> What's your um, opinion of Batman v Superman? Because it is V, it's not mm-hmm. versus. <laughs> Zack Snyder had a five-minute blog, a five-paragraph blog about why it's V and not versus. I'm Batman sure v Superman, Dawn of Justice? <laughs> I'll be right with you. I'm just typing an apology letter to Joel Schumacher. Oh, my for, God. Yeah, I got to write mine, too. Jesus. For, for every Who bad else? thing. Oh, I... and Tim Burton. Remember, we said we were going to owe Tim Burton an apology, too. <laughs> uh, dear Joel Schumacher, I'm sorry I ever said anything bad about you. Dear Tim Burton, I <sighs> hope you enjoy the black crayon that I am writing this in. <laughs> Um, so here's the thing about this movie. It's awful, oh and I hate it! I hated it! Oh, I hated it. I hated everything <laughs> about it. Even the things that you said you kind of liked about it, I didn't like. I didn't well, even like... You know what? I, I kind of like them, but I hate myself for liking them, because here's the thing. The things that I liked, they didn't deserve. Uh, that they that didn't, is exactly right. They didn't work for those moments. Exactly they right. Didn't, they didn't earn those moments from me. Uh, and I fully realize, and I fully recognize, that the only reason why there are things in this movie that I like is because I am a fan of these characters. Exactly. Not from anything that they did in the movie. You brought things with you into the theater and that is the only mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, I, let, Let's just start with the ending, alright? The all ending right. of the movie where Superman dies. That That is a huge emotional beat. And the, oh yeah, it is. And it for it to work it depends on we in the audience liking Superman knowing who he is knowing who Superman is and thinking of him as good and also having spent time on a journey with him and and the movie does not earn any of that we nothing are... that batman says after he dies mean anything no. nothing it, they've they literally spent a half hour with each other but all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that this was some sort of life-changing relationship between batman and superman but their moms had the same name who gives a fuck here's and... you know the, one of the things i was aghast when they did it not from a plotting standpoint, but from a business standpoint. They literally killed Superman in the second movie of their DC friend, their supposed DC franchise. How are they supposed, where are they supposed to go after that? Well, Seriously. I mean, obvi- well, see, obviously, the, the Justice League movie is 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 going to be crammed just as full of... of <laughs> just as of full ex- of justice. ...extraneous plots as this one, so they're not just going to do the first Justice League story, whatever they come up with for that, God help us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're also going to do the return of Superman. Oh, I goody mean, gum because drops. he's got they got to bring him back somehow. So you know, I mean, here's the here's here's the the number one problem with this movie it, the on a long list of problems. Oh yeah, the number one problem with this movie is that it 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 breaks one of the basic rules of storytelling that anyone who's taken a first year writing class knows, and even most people who haven't taken those classes, which is you have to if show. If you watch movies, you know this. You have you you have you have to show not tell. They mm-hmm. constantly tell us that Superman is a hero, that Superman is selfless, that mm-hmm. Superman is good, that Superman saves people. We almost never see him saving anybody or acting in any way that makes it seem like he gives half a shit about anybody other than himself and people that he knows personally, mm-hmm. namely his mom and Lois Lane. There's, There's one a montage. Scene... There's a montage over overdubbed by Batman yeah. to offset his personal sacrifices where he saves people in a spaceship and 
and there are some people in a flood and and yeah. a couple other things, but that's it. And there's the one scene where he saves one person from a burning factory. Yeah. And, th- and that's it. Doesn't save anybody else. We don't see him putting out the fire. We don't see him actually helping anything. He just arrives in the nick of time to save one person from a burning factory. Mm-hmm. And other than that, other than that, and that the montage you mentioned, which is like 30 seconds of the movie, the only time we ever see Superman doing super stuff is when he's punching somebody or blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to, there's no reason based on what this movie shows us to think of him as heroic or positive or good or likable or anything. He is just as much of a sullen, self-pitying, petulant prick in this movie as Batman is. Mm-hmm. So explain to me why I should root for one of them over the other in this fight. I mean, one, one well, of the- I mean, the setup was soft anyway, because they, this is the supposedly the second movie in this series. We have spent zero time with Batman. We have spent little quality time with Superman. We are not invested into either one of these characters no. heavily at all. They are wholly dependent on people's familiarity with these two characters in order to carry the film. Yeah, and and even even more so when they bring in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because, I mean... It, she it, does nothing. If you have no idea who Wonder Woman is, if you are relying just purely on the information given you in this movie, she's just a woman who can do amazing things for some reason. And who, is apparently who shows very up, old. And who is apparently very old, who shows up at the end of the movie. Um, and saves saves their ass for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And is the only major female character who does who isn't there either to be rescued or killed. She's a major female character, um, but I li- literally she has ten lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean... She has ten lines of dialogue in the film. Yeah, and the, I mean, and the, the, we mentioned it before. We, we sort of uh, hinted at it when we were going over the plot. Superman is as ineffectual in this movie as I have ever seen any Superman portrayed in any story ever. He, he fails to prevent the massacre in Africa before he saves Lois. He fails yeah. to stop Batman from straight up murdering a bunch of people with the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. He fails <laughs> to stop the explosion at the Capitol building. Which, by the way, is a, is such a ridiculous reveal. You're just driving along, driving along, and then he turns a corner, and Batman and Superman's standing yeah. there. Yeah. It's like, where have you been? You think It's you... like, he, he was picking up a hooker, and all of a sudden the Batmobile <laughs> oh, showed shit, up. Oh, shit, there's Batman. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, and they're, they're with, the, with the, the bomb, the bomb that goes off in Congress, we see Superman standing there. Now, there are people. Not only are there were there the people in the room that were just, uh, you know, Oh, there, uh, there were, what, a hundred people in that room? There, there are people, and there are people standing outside. We don't see Superman putting out the fire. We don't see nope. Superman using his super breath or nope. inhaling the flames or anything. We see him standing there like a dopey, grumpy jerk. Uh-huh. While the fire burns all around him, yeah, there, there's no reason to root for this Superman at all. Because that bomb not only destroys that room, it destroys seemingly the yeah. entire wing. It of takes the Capitol. out. It does. Yeah, it seems like it takes out that whole floor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yeah. So it's you know, it's an ineffectual asshole of a Superman. And and we see that the reason he's like that is because he has a fucking horrible mother who told him you don't have to save people. <laughs> Fuck Again. the. Don't worry, Clark. Fuck the world. You don't. You don't have to help anybody. You know? And even Batman doesn't... Bat, Bat, Batman liberates some sex slaves, coincidentally, because mm-hmm. they just happened to be there when he was, yeah. you know, hunting Superman or looking for the kryptonite. I mean... Or something. Or something. Uh, he, he, Zack Snyder comes up with two or three excuses to show us Batman shooting people, because he's that no. much of a fucking asshole that he can't make a Batman movie without coming up with an excuse for him to use guns on people. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm sure you could have... You, you could hear him and David Goyer's boners popping out their zippers at the premiere when those 
those scenes played on the big screen, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm really hoping is that if this movie does not do that well, because quite honestly, when hardcore fans are just like, it's okay, that's not yeah. a glowing endorsement to get no. other people to go see it. And to be quite honest, if you're just going for the fights, which are okay, if you're just going, oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean flat fights, I think there's two fights. Yeah. Batman versus Superman and Batman versus Room Full of Guys. <laughs> Yeah. You're not going for the special effects. You're not going for the Easter eggs because you've seen them all. Yeah. You've seen all of them. Yeah. There are no surprises in this aside from no. Batman, uh, aside from Superman dying yeah. at the end. That's the and only that thing is... that the trailer doesn't give away. <laughs> yeah. That was what they were holding back. Yeah. Because I think no one would have gone to see the movie had they told everybody, oh yeah, and Superman dies at the end of it. Yeah. This. Yeah. You know, you know that Superman that you have no reason to give a shit about? We're going to kill him. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Remember the joke that, um, you know, Aquaman and, and the Flash were going to be in it, but... It will probably just be on video monitors or something. <laughs> Everyone kept talking about how Aquaman and the Flash were going to be in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were in, literally in videos that yep. someone else was watching. Turns out that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and it's also really interesting how um, the blonde Aquaman is now a brunette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the redheaded the redheaded Flash is now a long haired brunette. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. Superman brunette, Batman brunette, brunette. Wonder Woman brunette. brunette. <laughs> Oh, and of course, Cyborg, which just has a scene that's more confusing than anything else. Yeah, and yet, and and he gets the longest scene. Yeah, he does. We we have the scene where a doctor, Doctor uh, Miles Bennett Dyson. Yes. Who... <laughs> See, they should have killed him in Terminator Two. I thought that's what the plan was. <laughs> it's just this video of him and what the leftovers of a body yeah that he has up like on a pegboard behind him yeah on a pegboard and he's like I can't save him and it's like what are you saving <laughs> what the I hell mean... is going on here <laughs> And then all of a sudden, they cut it, and he's got this glowy future box from out of nowhere that doesn't explain anything. It's literally like this pulsating box of squares that jump out of his hands and start building a body for Cyborg. <laughs> yep. And Cyborg is screaming, and then the video ends. And you know that's that's going to be important in the next movie, I'm sure. Is it? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, there were people in the theater going, oh, we got to see the next one. Cyborg's yeah. in it. But let's try to review this like it's a movie. Now, let's Let's not let our fan rage get the best okay, of us, Steve, shall okay. we? Let's let's do that. All right. Let's start like we review all films with the script. Hmm? What Was there one? Yes, there was. Okay. People said lines. Oh, they did, yeah. I can't imagine people coming up with those lines on their own. Um, the script is um, pretty awful. Mm. Um, it is so disjointed. It jumps around so much. People have no motivations. No clear motivations for what they have. There are plenty of justifications. Yes, that's Where they a great justify point. things. But there are no motivations for people. And... And if you want to know the difference between a good movie and a bad movie, and I think who who just came up, someone brought this up at a, I think it was the guys who make South Park have this great thing about how they write a story, which is this, because this happened, this happened. And because this happened, this happened. Um, when you write a script that justifies things that happen, it's not a compelling narrative right. where you just justify stuff. Motivation is what drives these characters and we don't really get any of it. We ha- I have no idea what, what Lex Luthor, the, the main villain of this movie, I have no idea what he wants, why he's there, why he's doing what he's doing. He's just a giggling maniac of a character who is not fun to watch. No, he's incredibly irritating every he's, every time he's on screen. He's irritating and uncomfortable because I actually feel bad for the actor. I feel bad that the actor did this and it's in a movie. Yeah, I feel honestly, I feel bad for all the actors because they, they, <laughs> I mean, because they really are trying, right? I mean, when you mm-hmm. said when you went through when you went through the cast and you talked about Henry Cavill, he could be a terrific Superman. He really could be he, a fantastic he, Superman. He he has the 
look. He's shown in other roles that he can be a charming character, a charming mm-hmm. actor. He um, can smile. He can, yes, <laughs> believe it or not. If you see something that very few people do in this movie, if, if you see other movies he has made, he can in fact smile. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Affleck does fine. People were losing their minds a couple years ago and they, oh my God, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. Oh, you know what? I would argue that he does a great job he's as one Batman. Of, he's one of the best parts of this fucking dog shit, piece of shit movie. I mean, yeah. he's he's just fine with what he's given. Yeah. You know? Um, I actually am kind of like, oh, please tell me this tanks and they just give him Batman outright. Yeah. And just, and please. Because let, you know what? He's a better director than he let, is an actor. Let him direct <laughs> it. Let him write it or, or, or at least develop his own script. Keep fucking Goyer and Snyder the hell away from it. Yeah. And let's just see what he comes up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be better than this. So the script is, is parts it's parts trying to tell a story. It is parts trying to set up a franchise. It is a fuck ton of fan service. Yeah. Just out of nowhere fan service. Oh, we're, we're borrowing this from this comic book, and we're borrowing this from this comic series. And hey, you see this? We borrowed this from this comic book series, and we're all cramming them into one movie. I mean, they, they, they reference the Injustice series. They reference everything that has to do with Darkseid and yeah. Apocalypse. They reference the death of Superman in this. There is just so many different things that are crammed in here, and I think, I think they're thinking, was if we cram a lot in here we'll really satisfy the fans and most of the fans are walking away going what in the hell was that what yeah. was that it just makes for a confusing mess of a film um, and the script shows that the script doesn't know it's almost as if the script doesn't know who the characters are it just knows that it needs to get from point A to point B to point C and then out exactly and and the script the script doesn't care about anything other than getting to the fights yeah. uh, there are scenes no it do- no I no I will disagree with you on that what do you, because what do you we say? spend an hour and a fucking half before anyone throws a single punch in this movie it was more concerned with what they thought was insightful uh, um, views on these characters yeah. and they're not well I would, yeah I mean it, they here's the frustrating thing about the movie is that it pays lip service to interesting questions that are raised by the characters right oh it, yeah it pays lip service to the question of gee is Superman really a good thing you know mm-hmm. does he really do more harm than good it pays yeah. lip service through Alfred to the idea that gee maybe Batman has gone off the deep end maybe he's mm-hmm. being a little too brutal it it, yeah. it brings those issues up so that apologists for the movie can say oh but they thought of that but the movie doesn't give a shit about any of that the movie's no. not troubled by Batman's excessive violence the movie's nope. not troubled by Superman's recklessness the movie doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. and the problem is is that they took nine possibly compelling plot lines and dropped them in a blender <laughs> and wrote this movie yeah it is directionless it reeks of post-production meddling up i mean just up and down the line where you you're not sure well did they add that after they finished and they've been sitting on it for eight months yeah have they just been continually cramming more and more garbage into this film to try to get it to resonate with 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 uh with audiences yeah the script is weak there's not a single funny there's one funny line in the movie yeah from martha when batman saves her when batman saves her yeah it's one genuinely funny line everything else feels like a five-year-old wrote it by watching other movies yeah yeah exactly and i mean the the i think you might be right i mean it it plays like that it plays like they they kept putting stuff in to try Uh and fix it what they should have done is cut shit out oh yeah this movie is at least a half an hour too long if not even longer i think it's i think it's an hour too long yeah (laughs) i mean they're like the the whole the desert thing with batman in the desert that turns out to be a dream doesn't need to be there at all 
all. You can lose Mm-mm. that whole thing. All of the dreams, um, every single one of the dream sequences. All the dream don't sequences. Need to be there. Yeah, Kevin Costner's Batman, cameo. You can drop yeah. that right out. Batman's origin story doesn't need doesn't to be need in to there. be there. I mean, Lois Lane's adventures in trying to figure out where a bullet came from doesn't need doesn't to be need in to there. Be there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what they should have done. They should have been cutting stuff out, not throwing more stuff in. At this point, Lex Luthor didn't even need to be in the damn movie, nor Doomsday, nor any of that other bullshit. No. These, these two characters establish what their confrontation is going to be within the first 15 minutes of this movie. But we don't actually see them fight each other for another hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. The rest of that time is filler. And I don't know how they couldn't see that. Well, the, the problem with, with that, the problem with actually making this movie about some sort of genuine conflict between Batman and Superman, as opposed to having Lex just puppeteer it, you know, and say, oh, I kidnapped your mom. Now you have to fight Batman. Um, which, yeah. How which come was, they could, how come that couldn't just be the plot? That was, that give, was worth waiting Lex, an hour and a half for. Give Lex a solid character with a true motivation and have him, if this had been Lex Luthor pulling the strings on both of them to get them to fight, to take out two enemies at once, that's a movie. Yeah. 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 But Lex doesn't have any motivations for doing any of the things that he does other than he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, but the, they would have had to, they would have had to make the movie actually about Superman Something. and Batman and it's not. <laughs> they would have had to actually establish, I don't know, maybe some sort of contrast between the two characters. You uh-huh. know, I mean, if you think if, if you're, if you're, if someone hands you an assignment and says, Hey, I want you to write a movie about Superman fighting Batman. And that's the only note they give you. Let's just mm-hmm. do Superman versus Batman. Wouldn't you think about maybe creating a movie where Superman is like the optimistic character and Batman is the pessimistic, cynical character where, mm-hmm. where Superman is sort of the lighter hero and Batman is the darker one. Maybe Metropolis yeah. is the brighter, more futuristic city, and, Metro- mm-hmm. and and Gotham is the darker, more industrial. No, Metropolis and Gotham are completely interchangeable. They look exactly alike. The two heroes look exactly alike. They have exactly the same attitude, exactly the same methods. Um, the the whole fucking movie takes place at night. It might as well be a Batman movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I mean, part of the one of the other things is once you get past the awful script, then you get past, then you get to the some of the shots. They the, some of the shots are beautiful. Some of the shots are well composed. A lot of the shots are. Com- are, are composed straight out of comic books. Uh-huh. Um, but then we start getting into the problems of there's shit in this movie that doesn't make any sense from a from a character perspective or from a plotting perspective. And I think the one that really stands out is in Batman's lair is the uh, Robin suit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Robin's suit is in there with the writing across it that says, ha ha, the last joke's on you or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Okay. In the other iterations uh, in the comic books, in the animated series, in Batman has the Robin suit up as a memorial to the Robin that died right. at the Joker's hands. It is it is a memorial to Robin to honor him. In this movie, he has put the armor up with the last mocking note <laughs> that was scrawled upon his dead friend on full display for him to see all the time. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, let's pretend that I have a little boy that got killed by a psychopath. And the last thing the psychopath did was write in magic marker on the boy's shirt. Um, haha, I'm going to kill the rest of your family. And I got the shirt and I framed it and I hung it up in my wall without taking off the haha, I'm going to get the rest of your family and just hung it up in my living room for everyone else to see. Why is that in there? Oh, because it's fan service. Exactly. It doesn't need to make sense to the character unless we're supposed to take from it. Batman wants to be constantly reminded <laughs> of, of Robin's death well, and, and how angry it makes him. It's not just fan service. It's, it's poorly done fan service. Fan, I know. Uh, good fan service would 
have been just having the Robin costume up there without explaining it. Because people yeah. who know the backstory would assume that the backstory is similar to the comics and the Robin costume is there because it's there, you know, to memorialize a dead Robin. Yeah. You don't have to... You, they might as well have had like a, like a Batman 1966 Adam West label on it, you mm-hmm. know, that said costume Robin was wearing when the Joker killed him. <laughs> you know, that would have been preferable to the spray paint on the top of it. So, I mean, the, the, the movie is broken. The movie is very broken. <laughs> And there are people who are saying, I, I liked it. I thought it was okay. Um, and I think they're going there for completely different reasons. I don't think it, they went there to, to be uh, to be entertained by a narrative story. Um, you know, this is, this is like I said before, this is supposed to be their temple film. This is supposed to be the film that they are going to, to hang the rest of their franchise on. There are three other films, four other films yeah. that are dependent on this film to be a success. And I think that Warner Brothers is probably starting to panic. <laughs> because and I think they were panicking before this movie came out yeah because I think they saw the end product and they were like this this is not good <laughs> yeah no and and the word of mouth about it has never been good there was no. there was no like before Star Wars came out like there was a sense of building excitement about it people yeah. were like oh this is actually we, this is going to be good with this movie yeah. it was exactly the opposite it was just a mounting sense of dread of oh mm-hmm. this is not going to be good this is yeah this is going to be they've doubled down I mean they doubled down on everything that you did if if you didn't like Man of Steel, they've they've gone even darker than the previous than the the previous one. Yeah. And uh, from what I can tell, the next film that is supposed to be part of the franchise, which is uh, what is it? The, the hey, let's have murderers. Oh yes. Do stuff. Suicide Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad. That's going to yeah. be a romp in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DC. We have a movie with suicide in the title and a movie, a Superman movie with a jar of piss. <laughs> Yeah, I, somehow I don't think the folks over at Marvel are losing too much sleep. <laughs> I don't think they're worried at all at this point. Um, but, I mean, all of that aside, even if we divorce everything from fan disappointment and our disappointment in seeing these characters put forward, if we, if I had come and seen this movie and didn't know anything about any of these characters, I would be questioning myself as to why I would care about anything no, that's going on. Exactly. E- even, even, yeah, even if you don't bring, like, fan disappointment to it, it's a, it's a loud boring movie that's too long and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. So, Steve, yes. recommend or not recommend I... for Batman v Superman, Dawn of the Thing we just watched. I'm going to recommend... Uh... Uh, you know what? I think officially it needs to be Dawn of Justice with a question mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where was uh, the justice in that movie? What? The th- okay. Um, and why Why would this group of people call themselves the Justice League? They don't care exactly. about justice. They, they don't... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should call themselves the the, the punching people in the face until they do what we want, Lee. Exactly. The, that works. No, or just Fight Club. <laughs> They can buy the copyright to that, right? Um, uh, no, I would not recommend it. I would recommend that people not see it. Yeah. <laughs> if you are listening to this and for some reason you said, oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast reviewing a movie I haven't seen yet. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to this, I'm I'm asking you personally, don't see the movie. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to recommend the film, but I am going to say if you're going to wait for it to come out on DVD or on Netflix or something like that, you're not missing a no. goddamn thing. No. You are not. This is not an event movie where you need to rush out and see it in the theaters because there is nothing going on in here that you already don't know about. No. And there's nothing. Well, and Warner Brothers 
know it because they didn't release it in summer. Yeah, they that's were, the other thing. They dropped they, it they, in they, March because they knew it they, wouldn't it would die in any other month. Yeah, so you know, with any luck, they'll make their money back in foreign markets or something. Uh, yes, I, I, I think. I mean, I don't know because I'm not an expert on these things, but I would guess domestically it's going to have one good weekend, which will be open. I weekend. think it'll have one good weekend and then a major drop. Yeah, that's what I think because I don't think anyone is going to be willing to sit through two and a half two and a half hours of that because I'm going to tell you this right now the people who wanted to go in there and watch these guys fight that is barely that's that's hardly any of this film most of this film is boring bullshit and you just get there You once you've seen that boring bullshit play out once it'll be double boring the next time you, you go into a theater and go oh I've got an hour and a half of this <laughs> before I even get to anything so uh, yeah I ain't, I ain't recommending this movie ever no <laughs> No matter, I don't care if they kidnap my mom and tie her up and write witch on her for it. It'd be kind of hard because she's dead. <laughs> and then wipe but, it I off. Mean, <laughs> yeah, and then wipe it off after the pictures are taken. <laughs> but yeah, and now, uh, usually we recommend another film, but we ain't doing that because it's now time for Jason's bullshit speculation as to why this movie sucks and why Zack Snyder is awful. Oh, let's hear it. You ready? Let's do it. It was recently revealed in an interview that Zack Snyder is a uh, fan of Anne Rand, and he wants to do, he wants to make a movie version of The Fountainhead. Now, for people who are unfamiliar with Anne Rand, Anne Rand is a blight on history. Yeah. <laughs> She's the human version of this movie. <laughs> she, yeah, I mean, basically, she believes in personal individual achievement. She is does not believe in altruism. She does not, um, she honestly believes that you should only do things for other people unless there is a benefit to, for yourself. It, it, it is the ultimate in American exception, individual exceptionalism. Yeah. And a lot of people like it a lot when they're in college, and then they get over it. They get over it when they get older, and they're like, oh, wow, we live in a society, and we need to do things for each other. And they grow the fuck up. A certain few become fans of her and stay that way forever and become a libertarian, and they have a lot of fucked up worldviews. So when I discovered the little bit of uh, information on Zack Snyder, it made me reflect upon all of the movies that he's made up to this point and realize that that kind of philosophy is all rampant through all of his films. And it it also explains why he does not understand and may actually hate Super, because Superman is the antithesis of Randian thought. <laughs> Superman does the traditional Superman from the comic books and from the original movies is a character that does things for other people without seeking benefit for himself. He does it because it's good. Now you could say he does. There is a benefit from it. He it makes him feel good. That's fine. But that's not the reason why he does it. So when you take a look at Man of Steel and you take a look at this film now, and you're wondering how come they just can't get Superman right? It's because Zack Snyder can't wrap his tiny little mind around the idea that someone might want to do good for goodness' sake, just to be a good person. He looks at Superman, this person who has all of the ultimate power in the world, and the only thing he could think of is in Randian views, oh, well, he'll take over everything. He'll, he'll take over everything. He's 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 the Ubermensch. He'll just, he, he there's no reason. I mean, he has to, because you know what? That's what I would do if I had Superman's powers. Yeah. Fuck other people. If I had everything that Superman had going on, I would just take over everything. And that's it for my bullshit speculation on why Zack Snyder is an awful human being that should be kicked into a pit full of snakes. Did I change what that was? The second one? No, but I, I like the second time a lot better. <laughs> 
So do you do you think my speculation is pure bullshit? I, it sounds good to me, honestly. Right, if you great. if you look at if you look at Snyder's Superman through like a Randian lens, it does make a lot more sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could also uh, my personal theory is that it's it's not just it's due to to Zack Snyder just being uh, an adolescent dipshit with a hard on for violence, uh, and also that David Goyer is just a fucking terrible human being. <laughs> Look, I can never be completely angry at David Goyer. I know, he wrote Dark City. I know he did. I can't, I can't... I d- that's the one thing. If I ever meet him, I'm going to say thank you for Dark City, and then I'm going to push him into the pit of snakes. <laughs> exactly. <with Zack's> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Now, you get pushed in second. You don't get pushed <laughs> in first because of Dark City. You get a few more moments. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? You just spent almost two hours listening to us rant about a movie that's in theaters. <laughs> Holy God! How did that happen? Hey, this is one time when you, we know we're not going to outrun the running time of the movie we're talking about. Oh no! Well, you know what? We could try to stick it up for half no. hour. Oh, God. Um, did you guys see Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice? Did you guys like it? <laughs> did you guys think it was good and we were full of shit? Or did you think it was okay? Not realizing that when you say a movie is okay, what you actually mean is it's not good enough to see a second time in the theater. <laughs> and maybe you should reevaluate things when you say it's okay and you should probably stick to your guns and say it's either good or bad. Okay is not a review. Okay means bad. <laughs> good movies aren't okay. Okay is a concession you make as a fanboy when you want to like something, but don't. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (sighs) Anything you want to add? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Wait, this is the point where I have to do the closeout. Okay, well, that's it this time around for Late Seating. This is Jason Harding. And Steve Shives. I'm going to see a movie this week. Tell me, Jason. What? Do you bleed? Yeah, for five days every month. Oh, wow. Really? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a secret. Not very many people know. Thanks for dragging that out of me, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.